This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Tim Keeper, MIBTOnline.com. Welcome to our meeting, our Wednesday night meeting right here at MIBTOnline.com. I want to thank everybody for taking some time out today, this evening, to join us. I know it's summer and you got lots of better things to do. Probably go outside, enjoy your family, enjoy a barbecue, do many things other than watch some streaming live video stuff. But maybe you'll watch it on demand, maybe you'll watch it later. We're here to, you know, to really do some good for officiating. That's what our goal is. We're, we're just trying to make all of ourselves better no matter what you officiate. We tend to talk football, but we're adding a lot of sports. We've got baseball. In fact, we're going to have a little bit of baseball talk tonight, just a little bit. I'm going to get into some football stuff. We'll talk about the meeting here, but uh, real quick, I just want to run around and uh, welcome in, you know, before I get to our announcements and, and do what we need to do. I want to welcome in our panel that we have with us, which you know, we always enjoy having our panel with us. First person I'm going to bring in is Bill Lamagne. Bill, how are you doing today? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, you know, look, unbelievable all the rain we've been getting lately, but for all the drought that we had, it, uh, it's welcome sight. So we're doing good. Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. You know, we go from we go from having no rain. And now a ton of rain here in the Chicago area, but I guess that's what it is when it rains, it pours, they say. So I also want to welcome in Robert Yabara. Robert's with us. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm doing great. I, I had my brother ask me a great question today. He asked me this morning, uh, when am I going to start up football again? I said, start up. It, it never stops. Not with MIBT anyhow. So this is something that I always look forward to, to stay fresh. Thank you, Tim, for inviting me tonight. Yeah, it never stops here. We always talk, we always talk something here. So that, that's the... That's the fun part of what we do. So let's jump to what we're going to talk about tonight. So here's our meeting. Okay, so we have our announcements, the penalty report, which is a good one tonight, football, video discussion. We'll talk about some video plays. Any questions that are out there, we'll get to. So our announcements, this is important. Our meeting schedule. So our meeting schedule that we're going to have here for the, um, you know, for the next few weeks so it's important to know that we're going to be off next week. Because of the holiday, we're not going to be here next Wednesday. Everybody's probably going to be out of town taking that extra time. We're going to take a little extra time. Because guess what? The following week, we've got the IHSA Conference. And it starts July 4th. So the Illinois High School Association Conference, for those of you who are not Illinois officials, don't worry. It doesn't matter where you officiate. There's going to be a lot of stuff here for you. Uh, the live broadcasts start July 12th and they go through July 15th. So four nights of live broadcasts that start at 7 p.m. Central. So you can see why we're taking next week off, because then we're going to be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the following week doing live broadcasts. You don't want to miss that. Lots of good stuff. I know for the Illinois officials, you're going to get to hear from, from uh, Sam Knox, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson's the executive director of the Illinois High School Association. Sam Knox runs the officials and he's football administrator as well, as well as many other things. So you don't want to miss that. Then I believe on Tuesday we're going to have an NASO referee representative. I'm not exactly sure yet. They haven't told me who's going to be here. The following the night, we're going to have a, a, a longtime official, uh, uh, I believe, from Texas. Well, he lived in Illinois. He's from Texas now. He lives in Texas now. And then we're going to follow up uh, on, on Thursday with some uh, junior high uh, 
elementary stuff. So it should be pretty interesting uh, to jump on in and check that out. And as a member of MIBTonline.com, you get access to all of that. So you don't even have to worry about it. Just come to our live uh, training panel as you are now, and this, you're going to get to see all this stuff. So our football clinic has been confirmed. So for you Illinois officials, it is a certified clinic. It just got certified, I think, yesterday. So we do have that clinic. doesn't matter if you're an Illinois official or not. You still want to join us because we're going to have a lot of great information. On August 11th, we're going to try to pull some people in from across the country, talk football. I know we got one of our, uh, one of our viewers, who's a, he's actually one of our basketball guys, Jim Elliott, sent me an email asking about some rule clarifications. I guess there's some contradiction with maybe that pamphlet that the, that the Federation puts out or referee puts out with some of the rules. So we're, we should get some guys, some of our NAHS rule panel people in to discuss some of that. So you don't want to miss our clinic. Mark your calendars right now. Four hours of great football, uh, football experience. You want to be there. So tonight is the penalty report. And it's kind of interesting what we're going to talk about. So it's not football related, but it's going to be. We're going to get to football. It's, it's, like I said, we talk a lot of sports here. That's what we're doing. We're trying to expand our horizons. But before I, get to, before I get to that, I want to jump over here real quick. And so we did our segment last week, and we, we posted it on YouTube just the other day, two days ago. What makes this call great, okay? What makes this call great? We've gotten a, a lot of positive responses. I went wide on it because I want you to go down here and look. So just in about two days, we've had uh, just right around almost 1,300 views on this. And that's great. So we really appreciate the support. I need your help because there's one other thing here that you're going you're gonna to see. It's got 20 little thumbs ups here. Okay, no thumbs down yet, which that's good. It's got 20 thumbs up. We need to get that to 50. Now, you may ask why. Something with the algorithms with YouTube, if we can get that to 50, more and more people are going to get to see this. It's going to automatically propagate in a lot of YouTube feeds. Reason why is because remember what the point of this is. is it, we, are, we are highlighting the positivity issues or positivity uh, things that do happen, the positive in officiating. So we want as many people to see this. We want younger people to see it. We want middle-aged, older. We want to show people that officiating isn't always getting yelled at, isn't always doing the wrong thing. It's a lot of good, and we need the help. We need more officials, as everybody knows. So I need your help right now. It doesn't take much for you to just go, like I said, go back to that page and if you haven't already, go click that thumbs up and tell your friends, tell your crew, tell everybody, just go to our YouTube page at MIBtownline.com. You can look it up, MIBtownline, you'll see it, boom. Hit that thumbs up to help us out so more and more people can see these videos. Very important. So that's, that's the first part of this. So now, the second part of this, I want to talk about something. And you, you see... Uh, see Ricky Vaughn there from the Major League movies and wondering why, why would I be showing this? So this is kind of important. We're going, to get, we're going to get to this right now. And I want you to watch this clip because this clip is kind of, a, kind of an interesting one in regards to what's been going on these days in Major League Baseball. So let's go to the clip right now. What's that shit on your chest? Crisco. Bardal. Vagisil. Any one of them will give you another two to three inches drop on your curveball. 
course, if the umps are watching me close, I just rub a little jalapeno inside my nose, get it running, and if I need to load the ball up a little, just wipe my nose. You put snot on the ball? I haven't got an arm like yours. I gotta put anything on it I can find. Oh, I can rub anything, anything I can find, right? That's what we're gonna do. What, why would I show this? Why, what's the importance of, of this right now? Well, Major League Baseball rolled out this, this thing oh, a couple weeks ago about wanting to look at players every, in between every innings. And, and I mean, this, this says it all right there. That says it all. <laughs> look at that. I mean, this is, well, we're, we're checking our hands. We're doing what we need to do. That kind of says, says everything that we need to know ab about what's been going on. That, I mean, that, that look is priceless. So why am I bringing this up? Well, once again, in sports, we as officials, umpires, Major League Baseball now, have been put into the center of this as to determine, you know, what is going on with the pitcher. We're the bad guys again. Everybody's booing the umpires in between innings when they check the pitcher. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's all about nothing or if it's just, you know, have we, have we kind of, have we lost our, have we lost our mind a little bit here? It's one of those where I just, it just makes me scratch my head. And I want to bring in Bill Amania in this because Bill, Bill was a longtime baseball uh, umpire, high school baseball umpire. In fact, Bill worked state championships in Illinois and he was a rules interpreter as well in Illinois. Bill, when you worked, do you ever remember i mean i know we have like you lick the finger you got to wipe off and you might have been a balk or whatever it might have been but i mean when you umpire did you ever have an issue with uh like coaches or players being upset with a pitcher doing something to the ball did that did that ever come up no no you know i, I did baseball for over 20 years maybe 25 and not once was there ever anything from a coach a player uh you know, saying, hey, look at what the pitcher's doing. He's, you know, he's, he's loading the ball up or anything like that. Never, never had any, any issues with that whatsoever. And I, I hope what's going on in the major leagues isn't going to have that trickle-down effect to the high school level. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would be terrible if it, if it did. Now, one other thing I want to bring that, and kind of take this back to the football discussion, and I'm going to bring Robert back in on this one because I know I, I think Robert's going to remember that going to remember this play but um if you remember robert we had a, a, i had a play this was from a couple a couple years back so it was a it was a playoff game it was a high uh, intense playoff game not that, that any aren't but this one there was a, a, a we had a i think it was like fourth down and goal from the or i'm sorry it was like uh, it was fourth down and three from like the five yard line. So you could get a first down. Um, it might've been further cause we, I knew a penalty was gonna give him a first down. So what ended up happening is, is it was kind of a wet day and the team decided to, you know, we told the teams before that if the ball was wet and our umpire thought it was wet, they, we, could, we could switch out the ball because you know, we don't want teams playing with necessarily a wet ball. That's, you know, I don't think anybody wants that. So. What happened was, is that's exactly what happened. Ball got wet on the third to fourth down play. They asked for a new ball. Now the team decided that they were gonna kick a field goal. They were gonna uh, do a field goal attempt. So what do they do? They bring in the kicking ball. Now the kicking ball has been approved, but it's obviously a different ball. It's not, it doesn't have the same, 
sometimes it's like the, the raw, old rawhide ball with, you know, where they put helium in it. I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, Mythbusters did something on that. Helium doesn't really do anything to a football putting it. But you know what I mean. They make it like this. They want this, this air-filled ball to go, poo, so it flies longer and better. I don't know. But that, a lot of teams do that. So because we did tell the team before the game that they could switch it out if the ball was wet, okay, ball was wet, you bring in that ball, great. So guess what happens next? We now have an encroachment on the defense. The defense encroaches. And now, by the yardage, gives them a first down. Guess what they want to do? They want to bring the ball, the new ball in. And you know what? I'm going to, yeah, that's a, it was a first down because now they want to bring the new ball in to now, now play with a new ball. And I was like, wait a minute. We haven't even moved that ball. That ball is dry. You already brought the ball in. And Federation has rules in regards to footballs in that manner. And I'm like, no, you already made the change on the ball. The ball's dry. It hasn't moved. You play with that ball. Guess what happens on the next snap? Because it's the kicking ball, it is now fumbled, and the defense recovers it, and now they don't have any scoring attempt. And so my, I, I'm going to ask for Robert for, uh, on two things. First, Robert, do you remember this play? And, uh, and second, if you were the referee or, you know, on the umpire, would you have done the same thing? Now, I'm also going to put up the text line right now because I want everybody to, to join in on this. Text me or text us, yes or no. Yes, I would have changed the ball. No, I would have not changed the ball. That simple. Yes, I would have changed it. Just put a yes, text us, or no. And I'm going to have Robert tally this up after he talks about this play because Robert was on the game. Robert, do you remember this play? I do remember this play, and we had not talked about it probably since that year, and it probably was six years ago, Tim. But I remember it vividly. I remember the moment it happened, and the judgment was right because we knew that the ball that was actually being positioned was dry and was functional. It wasn't as though it was uh, tainted with the weather or any capacity whatsoever. So in, in, in the referee's judgment, and you were the referee on the game, you made the decision that, no, we're going to retain this ball because it is truly appropriate for – uh, play and, uh, and and I think that was the right decision in that particular scenario, Tim. So okay, Robert. So there you go. I'm going to bring in Bill as you tally up our uh, as you tally up the, the score here to see exactly what's going on. Bill, I was a referee on the game. I did. I said the ball was dry. You know, I was giving them leeway if the ball was wet. This was an obvious attempt to bring in a different ball. Now, I know, you know college is a little different with balls and stuff like that, but in high school, it's very specific on when you can change balls and when you can't. If you were the referee, do you think, was I kind of over-officiating that one? Should I just let them have brought the ball in and, and, and then been done with it? Right. You know, you, you were doing them a service by letting them change the ball, and if the ball they sent in met the requirements you needed and it was pre-approved and it met the requirements you needed for the football, then that's the football that we're playing with. Uh, just because now there's a, a penalty on the defense and they get a first down, if, if that ball isn't, quote, wet again or, or unplayable, uh, that's that's the football you're going to use. And otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, they're proving the point that they, they were trying to slip one in to begin with, you know. So uh, they're, 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 they've created their own mess there, so. Well, no, I don't have any problems that you denied it. And, and it's like, you don't want to over-officiate something like that. And was that, you know, was I being too much of a curmudgeon? I don't know. I think, like you said, we were giving them leeway on the ball to start out with. 
and that they were taking advantage of it, obviously they were taking advantage of it, that I was like, no way. And, but, you know, and then, of course, it's always Murphy's Law, right? Now they fumble the ball, of course, right, right Bill? I mean, it, that's exactly what – now it's my fault – that I didn't let them bring their ball in, and now they lost the, the scoring opportunity. And it, isn't that the way it always works? Yeah, I mean, they, they're basically declaring that was a kicking ball, which we don't really technically have anywhere except the NFL. Uh, but um, no, so I, I don't have any issue with that. Uh, shame on them for, for uh, sending that ball in in the first place. So. No, and, I, and that's, that's what, that was my thought on that. So, Robert, well, here comes the text, okay? So what – what are the people out in, in the uh, you know our, in our viewership thinking? Yes, no. How many are you seeing? We got a flood of answers, and they and they keep coming in, Tim. And it's fantastic. Thank you, viewer, viewers, for responding. A lot of no's, a lot of freaking no's. Uh, a lot of comments related to they created their own problem. We're not switching out the ball, but there's always one. There's always one that makes a, a comment that is going to cause us to to respond, and that is. Well, based on how you explain it, Tim, isn't that a new series? And can they not bring a new ball in on a new series? No, that's a good, that's a good point. But I, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think it was. I, I might have, I might have uh, explained it incorrectly. Like I think what happened, it might have gone half the distance, and then they decided to go for it. I think, now that I remember it correctly, it was still fourth down. I think I said they got a first down. I think it was still fourth down. And then they decided they were going to go for it because now they were closer, and that's what happened because we would have let them bring a ball in on a new series. I know that. It was, it was still fourth down. So I apologize for – I was you know, it was a long time ago. Actually, Robert, it was, it was in 2007. That's how long ago it was. You said six years? A lot longer than that. It's amazing Jeez, how time flies. I know. A exactly. lot of great here since then. And to, the, and to that point, uh, Tim, I, I do agree with you. Because, you know, we were clinicians and we understood the rule relative to a new series. So it was not going to be a new series. So how you explained it tonight wasn't exactly how it unfolded on that given play situation. So uh, to the viewer's point, yes, if it was a new series, a team may bring in a new ball. And that is, is a good point that you're making, viewer. Uh, the way Tim explained the situation was a situation where it was not becoming a new series and we did not allow the new ball. And that's uh, why, why it was decided to retain the ball. Cause again, it wasn't tainted. No, and I, I'll give that viewer credit because the way I did explain it, yeah, new series, new ball, but it wasn't, it was fourth down still. I, I remember it now uh, vividly that it was fourth down and that's why we didn't do that. So, um, so I, I was, I'm going to go right back to Robert here real quick to kind of take the last tally. So, about, I mean, how would you say, like, percentage-wise, Robert, like, where, where were we? So, no to yeses. Was it all no with a couple yes or maybe a yes? What would you have? It was, it was unanimous no with the one viewer bringing up the new series. And, and, and now the new viewer responded saying, if it's not a new series, then it's no. So it's unanimous, all no's. So unanimous, so good. I, I appreciate that. It's not that I, you know, it happened 11 years ago, but we're always learning here. That's the thing is that we're always trying to get better. I can learn from something that happened 11 years ago. So I appreciate everybody who did uh, respond and, and helped us out. Uh, so now our, our next story, and I don't know if, if anybody saw this or not, this just broke today. Um, there, this is uh, off of Yahoo Sports. So there was a semi-pro football team owner and coach who killed a security guard because he was robbing a bank to cover 
the team's uh, bills, and he, he killed the security guard at the bank. Now, this is not a light manner. We don't want to, you know, somebody died, and, and, and I'm not trying to make light of this, but here's the important point that I wanted to talk about, and Bill and I, we actually, I think, joked about semi-pro football, I think it was a couple weeks ago, when Mike Billica said he was going to work semi-pro football, but this is a real thing. If you are a semi-pro football official, I mean, and, and I think, and I'm going to throw over to Bill in a second because I think he, he used the term semi-pro in name only, like not, not in exactly what you're going to have in, in competition. But this is important because when you work, you don't know what you're getting. It's beer league football. You, you could have guys who have just gotten, you know, drunk or gone out there. There's a lot of craziness that can happen with semi-pro football. In regard, like that, that story is a perfect example of things that can go wrong. That can go wrong in the field, too. And I know there are stories out there. And I, I'll throw up the text line again. And if you've got a story that you want to text real quick to Robert, well, maybe I'll have Robert read it or talk about it. If you have a semi-pro football story, that was nuts. Because I think we, if we, any of us have, have worked it, we all have those stories. So, Bill, I know you worked some semi-pro back in the day. And this was the type of stuff that was always a concern. Getting paid, not coming out at halftime until you got paid. Who was going to pay you? They'd taken collections in the stands to pay you. I mean, this has been, this type of stuff is pretty crazy. Would you agree? Yeah, the term I used all the time was semi-amateur. Um, you know, to say they're semi-pro, they were semi-amateur. Um, you know, it was good for learning uh, game control and all that. But again, you were always in doubt about pay. You were always in doubt about uh, security. You were in doubt about a lot of things that were involved in, in the semi-pro game. Uh, I, I will say this, the, the uh, uh, guard that was, that was shot and killed, I believe he is from Tinley Park here where I live, and uh, he's a retired uh, Cook County uh, Sheriff's Police. So it's a sad thing for he and his family um, the comments that I've heard and read, uh, he was a great guy, uh, and to have something like this happen and then to have it then affiliated with football, uh, it's kind of a sad, really a sad statement. Um, and that, so, um, uh, our hearts are out to his family and, um, and that, uh, I think there's some, there's some things online that if people are interested that they can, um, make a donation to and, and or send their uh, thoughts to the family. So, uh, but really, really a sad thing, but semi-pro football, yeah, it, it's there for, if you want to learn about game control management, stuff like that. Um, in terms of the quality of football, eh, that's a debatable point. Uh, there are some good players there, but uh, uh, the, they probably play, even though they might play 12 minute quarters, some places, uh, they probably ought to think about eight-minute quarters. Uh, these guys are gassed by the time the first quarter is over. Um, so, but anyway, but it's a uh, it's it's football, right? And and that's why I want. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll have some comical stories in regards to semi-pro. But I mean, this story is a sad story. But it does outline as officials and something I wanted to point out that we need to be careful when we go out to these games. Because you just never know what you're going to get. I mean, if they're going to shoot a security guard, why wouldn't they sh shoot an official, potentially? So it's just something to be aware of. And, I mean, you would agree with that, Bill, right? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure they did it to, so they could pay the officials in cash on, on Saturday. But, but um, 
But obviously there needs to be whatever league they play in, there needs to be some very, very strong uh, action taken in regards to that, uh, that team or that franchise. Nope, I definitely agree with that. Now, Robert, I'm sure there have been some people who've got their own wacky or crazy semi-pro stuff, maybe even scary stuff. Have you, are you seeing anything out there? Yeah, uh, Tim, in all sincerity, the, the only comments that I have been given is advice. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just read a few of them. Uh, one is, uh, if you can, pack your own heat uh, is number one. <laughs> uh, number two, have an exit strategy. Uh, and that's no joke. And number three, if there, if there is a fight that breaks out, uh, don't try to get involved. Uh, but those are all advice that we're getting from the viewers. So we do have viewers that have uh, worked semi-pro and uh, based on their comments, it sounds like they have experience with it. Well, it's important that I wanted to point it out because it's, that's exactly it. You uh, have an exit strategy. You know what, you gotta know what you're getting into. It's very important to understand that and be ready to go. So. Like I said, like Bill said, I, I echo those comments. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families, uh, the family involved, and everybody who was involved in this. It's just it's a tragic story, but it's a warning to us who do go out there to work semi-pro to, to be careful. Be careful out there. All right, so let's go to our, our football plays, and we're ready to talk some, some football. This is, a, this is a fun one. I'm going to go wide on this one. Now, a lot of times I want to, um, you know, I'll point some stuff out, you know, what to look for. And because why, all we're just looking at is a play. This is going to happen at the end of, of the play. But let's just start out. We always start out looking at what our, our keys and priorities are. We want to know that. We want to know exactly what we're looking at. So here we got, we've got an end on the line of scrimmage here. We've got an end on the line of scrimmage here. So that's pretty pretty good that's we and we got two receivers up here so we know that the strength of the formation is going to be to the top of the formation but we've got five receivers in the pattern potentially we've got no engagements that are going to happen at the snap we can see that right here we've got no engagement so we know when the ball is snapped we're probably going to zone right away we also know that our h here and our l down here they're probably going to go to zone and, and to pass coverage. And our, our umpire, who's right here, and our referee, who we can see a shadow over here, is probably going to take what's going on here, especially since there's only three defenders. Now, there is a couple linebackers, but they're most likely going to drop in the pass coverage once they repass, if that's indeed what happens. So now, like I said, I always like to, to run through that, to go through A, B, C, and D, so we know exactly what we're looking at when we start a play. So now we know, we know what our keys and priorities are. Let's let the play run out, see what happens. So shotgun, oh look, it's a quarterback draw. So now, isn't that great? I mean, Robert, we get all these great passing, you know, things in our head, and now we have a quarterback draw. Isn't that the way it always works, right? <laughs> always be prepared. You gotta, and, that, and as a back judge, that's how come you read your keys is, uh, you know, you look to see what that tackle's doing. If they're firing out, my gosh, you, you know, it's a run coming at you, which is beneficial as a back judge to read, you know, the blocking techniques, because that's where you can help out. Absolutely. So now let's go back to back to the play. Now it's it's a running play. So where is our focus going to go? So our L down here at the bottom. I mean, you still got really nothing here. Point of attack is inside. Umpire point of attack is inside. Headlinesman, he might have something here that he's going to peek in. But what's our back judge? 
our back judge is probably looking in this area too because that's where all of the action is. We're going to point of attack because it's a running play. So here we go. Pretty, pretty easy quarterback draw. Blocks all look pretty clean, okay? They look clean. So I want you to focus in on this person right here. He's a defender. Let's focus in on that defensive player because I think he, he, he creates some shenanigans here. Oh, I don't know if you saw that. This is a defensive player. Remember, defensive player. Here's our umpire. Defensive player on an offensive run up the middle. So the big question now is, and I'm going to throw up the text line so everybody can, can participate if they'd like, is this a football play? Is this a football play? Is this a legitimate play by the defense? Shouldn't be flagged. It's part of football. You're out there. You get hit. If it's not, what is it? What do we got? We got a UNR. We got a blindside block on the defense. What are you calling? If you have something here, what are you calling? Because you don't often see defensive players make contact like this. That's the cool, interesting thing about this play because we have to be ready for it at all times. These, the weird stuff that can happen usually does happen, unfortunately. And if you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. Bill, you see that play? I mean, our umpire did flag this, uh, just so everybody knows. He did flag it. But you see that play, and you're, uh, and you're the umpire, and, and now you've got a flag. What is your flag? Do you have a foul? Or first, do you have a foul, for one? And second, if you did have a foul, what do you got? I think it's a good call, especially in today's game. Uh, if he had, he was not in any way, shape, or form trying to make a bona fide attempt to get to the runner. He was just taking advantage of being out of the play and uh, saying, "Hey, I got an opportunity to take this big guy out." I would challenge him to do that when the big guy is is all by himself and he can see it coming. He ain't going to go anywhere near that guy. But um, no, that's a foul. It's a UNR, and, and if you want to call it a blindside block, call it a blindside block. Definitely was forcible. Definitely didn't see it coming. Uh, but he needs to be he needs to be penalized on this. There's no question. So all right, you got you got UNR blindside block, but you do have a penalty, so that's great. Robert, here I see you looking at the text, so I know there's probably some text coming in on this one. And well, you can tell me what you think, or you can tell me what the viewers think first. Whatever you'd like. Floor is yours now, Robert. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know what? I'm, I'm very impressed. You, you could tell the loyal viewers that are tuned in today, June 30th, are locked in. They're flagging this for a cheap shot. They're flagging it for a blindside block, and they're flagging it because uh, it's, 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 it's not necessary. And, and that was even before they heard from Bill. I, I'm very impressed with the viewers because they have a little bit of a lag, and they were piping in, commenting on that play already, and they're aligned with Bill on this situation. And thank you, viewers, uh, for taking this type of action out of our game. And that's all I have to say, Tim. No, and I think that's, that's a good point. So because we're always learning here, let's go back to the play. So we, it seems like we have unanimous that this, this contact right here is needs to come out of our game doesn't need to be there unnecessary blindside block i personally think you're going to save yourself a whole heck of a lot of trouble if you decide to call this a unr unnecessary contact unnecessary roughness because if you go blindside block against a defense you're only going to confuse people the penalty is the same so i would go that route personally just to kind of keep the confusion out because 
blindside block against the defense, and you're going to get all that type of stuff. Whether it is or isn't by definition, it definitely falls into the unnecessary roughness definition, for sure. No issues there. All right, so what happened to our quarterback? Let's see, our runner. He, he gets down about, oh, I don't know, looks like we'll call it the 43. So penalty enforcement. What happens? We've got a foul against the defense, and the foul occurs about right here. The end of the run is right there. So, you know, it's, it's important to talk penalty enforcement to decide exactly how we are going to walk this penalty off. Do we walk it off from the spot? Do we walk it off from the end of the run? Do we have to go back to the previous spot? What type of play is it? So let's walk through step by step on our penalty enforcement. First, what type of play is it? It's a running play. We already said that. So what's the basic spot? Basic spot is the end of the run. In this case, because that's what it is. We have a foul against the defense. Basic spot's the end of the run. A simple running play. You tack this one on because that is what would happen. Now, obviously, no automatic first downs in a high school in regards to this type of contact. But you can see the result of the play is a first down. Robert, I'm sure everybody's probably probably in alignment here on, on this one. Would you agree? Yeah, it looks like everyone is. Again, we... We have some viewers that are just uh, locked in tonight, and uh, you know they're they're in total agreement with you, Tim. So thank you for asking. All right, so let's uh, let's pull up our next play here. This is one. This is a similar play. Let me get it all ready for you here. This is a similar play. We've had uh, plays like this before, so I think it's going to be good because, in regards to, did we learn anything? Have we changed our philosophy? Is this play not even in any of the philosophies we've talked about? So, all right, here we go. Let's go wide on the play. And it's going to happen. Well, first, let's, once again, let's walk through what we got so we know where we're looking. So we've got trips to the bottom here. One, two, three. Three receivers down here, okay? And we got one up here, and we got a back. So we know where our keys and priorities are going to be based off of this. We know that our back judge is probably going to come. You know, he would normally go to the end, but here you go. You got nothing going on here. So he's probably going to go to zone. Same thing with our line judge. He's got these two or potentially one. Back judge might help out with this, but there's nothing going on. Same thing up here. Our H has got nothing going on here. Maybe, you know, this guy's sneaking in this way. So you're not going to, you're not going to get, um, you're not going to have anything right at the snap. This is, going to be, this is going to be a zone right away. We're going to go to zone coverage on this play. So let's, let's walk it through and see what happens. So now... Quarterback and shotgun again. The, the other thing I want to talk about, and I, I, I've teased this about the new blocking below the waist rule. We're going to spend some time on this probably in the preseason. I don't want to do it now because I don't want anybody to forget about it because I think it's going to be important. It's going to be important to, to go through it step by step with examples of how it's going to be enforced. So, but it's something now think about quarterback and shotgun. What can the lineman do? in regards to blocking below the waist. So that's something, that, that'll be a new, uh, new uh, added thing to, to our repertoire. All right, so now, shotgun, we read pass. Okay, great. So we read pass, we're looking at our, our, our competitive matchups in zone. We know, we can, we can see our, the head of our, our, our line judge, he seems to be peeking this way, which, okay, fine, I understand that because there's nothing going on, but what about this engagement right here? Who's going to watch that? Hopefully our back judge is going to see that coming across the top because what else is he looking at? Our, our just under the banner, you don't see him, our H up there, he's still concentrated on line of scrimmage stuff. 
you know, our, our umpire and our referee, they have to understand that they're, they're going to have to, this is pretty much their bread and butter right there. That's pretty much their bread and butter. They're going to have to understand that uh, because we've got all these receivers in coverage. So now as it continues, where's our, really no competitive matchups have happened. Now, what, I want you to focus at the top of the screen. You don't see it in the banner, but they're, they're going to come back into your view here in a moment because he's running a fly pattern. So hopefully our back judge is on his horse, backpedaling to the goal. So here it comes. You can see now the ball is in the air. So what happens when the ball is in the air? This is important. Key, zone, ball. We went through the keys, we go to the zone, and now we go to the ball. Because zones don't matter anymore. We're going to the ball. And what I mean that is that it doesn't mean everybody's going to the ball. We have responsibilities as officials. Umpire and referee shouldn't be going to the ball here. But probably our H should be going to the ball. And maybe our L could be looking across potentially because he's got nothing going on and he should be moving down the field to get a look at this. So here we go. We're back to, the, we're back to live action. I'm going to let this play in real time and then we'll talk about it. So I'm going to play it again. We're, we're focusing on number four, the contact on number four. That's what we're looking at right now. So our back judge throws a flag. I'll show it one more time. And then we'll talk about it. You can text us right now if you uh, if you got an opinion on this. What if you got anything? If you got nothing, is this a football play? These are one of those that are tough. You know, this is this is a is he going for the ball? Is this targeting? Is it an unnecessary contact on a defenseless receiver? There's a lot of different things we can we can go here. We can pull out of our out of our tool bag in regards to this. So I see Bill. He's kind of looking at it. I see him looking up at the screen, Bill. I know it's a little small, probably a little grainy. I'll play it for you again, Bill, so you can take a look. And I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on, on what you would have if you were back there. You know, I'll play it because, you know, slow motion, slow motion. I'll play it in real time so you can see it in real time, what type of contact we got. And it would be nice to have the end zone shot, but we don't have the end zone shot on this one because that might tell us a little, a little bit more. So based off of of what you're, you're seeing here. And I know it might be a little jumpy, a little grainy, but just your gut feeling, what, what do you got? Nothing. I don't have anything. Uh, I've got a defender that uh, I don't see him taking aim. I see him as much reaching out, uh, running into the uh, receiver. I think the timing of it's fine. Uh, I don't have anything. Okay, so Bill doesn't have anything. And so, okay, that's, that's good. So now let's uh, throw it back to to Robert and see what, uh, what, the, what the viewers are saying. Robert, uh, what do what we got? What are the viewers uh, coming in with on this one? You know, the viewers are saying it's close and based on the video replays, they, they don't have a foul here. Uh, personally, as a back judge, I just want to compliment the, the official working the BJ position, mechanically being right on the goal line, being stationary, having a great view, 45 to the contact, and, uh, you know, as far as mechanically, he's in great judgment. But I don't have a foul because, again, you know, the responsibility of the defender is to lower the strike zone below the head and neck area. I didn't see him go above uh, the head and neck area. I, didn't, I did not see that. But based on the video, I, I could be mistaken. Um, so I don't have a foul. As long as the strike zone is legal, shoot, he's, he's making a play. And uh, I don't see anything malicious about it. Okay, um, so 
here it is again. And, and Robert, I'm going to go back to you because you, know, you gave us your opinion. I'm just curious what the texters are, are saying. I know you started to talk a little bit about it, but let's, let's give some people more time to, to respond. I look at it like this, is that the only question I have, and it's hard to tell from this, this view, is are we going to say anything about four playing the ball or not? You know, there are some, some states are instituting if you don't wrap up, you know, if you, you know, because I'm, I'm looking for that high contact and it's, I mean, does he dip? Is there an indicator potentially? Is he thrusting up? It's hard to tell from this angle because you, you always see, you always can see the receiver's head. That's one of my keys at looking at this is that I can always see the receiver's helmet. It doesn't, I don't lose it. So it's hard for me to say, because I see it right there still, because that is a receiver's helmet. Even if the defender's helmet is right there going down, so far, I mean, it's still not contact above the head or neck area, right? I mean, we're still below that. And now I can see it even more. I can see his shoulder pads almost, and he goes down. So the only question I think, I think targeting is off the table on this one for sure. I think that one of the things that you might may consider is uh, contact against a defenseless player, but it almost looks like he's just making a play on the ball and, he, and the contact on the ball arrived almost simultaneously. So that one might be a, be a tough one. To, that might be a stretch, but obviously the back judge is right there and he, he, threw the, he threw his flag. Robert, what are our, our uh, viewers saying right now? Yeah, and, and thank you, because we got more, more comments in for the viewers, and, and they're looking at it from the, from the wings position. You know, when you said that maybe the linesman or the line judge could help out from an outside-in perspective, and, uh, and the viewers are saying that trust your crewmates, and, and unless it jumps out that there is a foul, then, you know, they're not throwing on it either. And when they see a crewmate in an excellent position, it'll be difficult for them to tell the back judge to pick it up, it would be difficult because again, it was such a bang, bang play. So you, in that, in this particular situation, you go with what the back judge is calling because that's how tight it is. And would you agree with that, Tim, in this situation as a wing official, would you come in to give support to the back judge to pick it up or otherwise? Well, that's a good question. I think if I was the H, I might have an angle. And if I was, a hundred percent sure. I mean, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to bet my career on it that I know this isn't, then I might come in and say something, but I'm, I'm going to assume based off the position of the back judge that he's, that he has this, that he's, cause I'm coming down 30 yards away. And even if I get a good view of it, it's hard to come in from 30 yards away unless it's like, unless it's like one of those Robert, like that grandma in the, you know, we we're going to be embarrassed by the call. This is a bang, 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 bangs, 30 yards away. Unless, like I said, we're going to be embarrassed. I'm probably going to stay away from, we might talk about it later and, or after the game and say, we should probably look at that one. I got to, I got to peek at it, but you know, I'm not going to come in from 30 yards away unless I'm hundred percent, a million percent sure. I'm just not going to do it. That's just how I feel about it. I'm sure Robert, you feel similar. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tip my hat to the back judge in this play for being mechanically in, in the perfect position. And then you, you trust your crewmate because, you know, we are human and we make judgments. And if he's, if he's judging on Aaron on safety, well, he, we're gonna, we're, we don't have another official in the field to over, overrule him. So we're going to go with it. 
And, uh, and, and unfortunately, he was athletic enough to get to the uh, end line or to the goal line. He's on the goal line. He had a good angle and he was still. Uh, now, we, now we just uh, make sure he earns a $77 check. <laughs> that's, that's about right. All right, let's move on to our next. Let's move on to our next play. We'll go wide. We'll go wide on this play. So, like I said, I always like doing this. So we, we just kind of get in the mental habit of what we're looking at. So we've got uh, three receivers to the top. The, the top receiver is just under the banner, but he's on the line. You've got two here. You've got three here. You've got a, one receiver down here, and you've got, you've got a back and a quarterback that's in shotgun. So very similar formations that we're seeing. A lot of times you see these formations a lot of teams use these formations. They're becoming more and more common. The run and gun, run and shoot, whatever you want to call it. So uh, get people out in space. With only five of us, it's getting more and more difficult to officiate these plays, but that's just like Robert said, well, we get to 77 bucks. All right, so let's let this one play out. We know what we're looking. We know we've got no competitive matchups at the snap. We're going to go key, no zone. We're going to go to zone right at the snap, most likely, because we, we just don't have those. Now, boom, we're in the zone. So we know most likely our back judge is coming up atop here because he's got three receivers coming into his zone. We got this down here. Our, our line judge is probably peeking at this, just peeking, keeping in his peripheral. Maybe he's helping here. Maybe he's helping with the back. But really, this is all bread and butter. These, these blocks right here, all this, should be our umpire and our referee. And our referee obviously is going to be focused in on the quarterback as well because that, that is always, you know, the quarterback is where teams can win and lose games. So now we've got that. We know where we're looking. Everybody's on the same page. So let's continue to let this play run out. And you can see quarterback drops back. Now you've got some cover you've got some people out here in the coverage. You've got this right here. Our umpire is in peril potentially. I feel for our umpire because sometimes they just are in the wrong spot. There's nothing they can do about it. I mean, should he even be moving up to the line? Maybe. Get out of the way. That's what I would do. Um, still keep my angle on the, on the action. But he's in peril. You've got this action. But oh, there's a lot of space. So not much to officiate other than to be aware of that there's action going on. So our umpire does take a step up, get out of the, get out of the way there. And we can see our quarterback is ducking and running again. I want you to look up. I'm going to pull down our banner just for a second because I want you to see the, the headlinesman here at the top. So look at the top, what our headlinesman, I'm going to back it up. So our headlinesman, you know, we talk about pause, read, react. He's starting to flow a little bit. You know what? I don't have a problem with that. I personally, at this point in the play, I don't have a problem with a little bit of a flow because all of his receivers have left the zone. They have moved on. So with him starting to move a little bit, I don't, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with that. Um, but you got to be, you got to be ready, you know, to hit the brakes. Well, so when, what happens is he does. Here he goes. Now he sees what's happening. Oh, he hits the brakes, which is good because what a, this is important because our 15 can still throw the ball. Doesn't look like he's going to now, but that is important. And our line judge, he's underneath the text number, so I'll, I'll drop that for a second. You can see him down here. He's already vacated the line. So if that quarterback were to, were to throw, it's going, to be our, it's going to be our referee and umpire is going to have to figure that one out. Which in five, you know, they do have some responsibility with that. So that's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. So we're going to let the, we're going to let the play go. Our back, our, 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 I, I don't know why our line judge, I'm sorry, our headlinesman is like, he's kind of galloping down. I think I would have held. Once I read that quarterback coming at me, I think I would have probably held. Let him go by. I don't need to stay in front of him. I want to keep my angle. 
And so now we can see what's going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this play out in real time. Watch the quarterback. Focus in on the quarterback right here and focus in on the player who's going to tackle him. And this is, it'll be important when I, coming back to why I was unsure the headlinesman was flowing. So here we go. We got the play. And, you know, it's a potential horse collar. I don't know if you can see that. Again, I'm going to play it right here. You'll see it. Here he comes. Potential. It kind of spins him around. Does he bring him back? And our referee throws the flag. Here comes our referee, and he throws the flag for the horse collar. Our head linesman doesn't. And that's why, you know, I'm talking about, we've talked about this many times before in regards to how we officiate and using that, that tripod, and, and we, don't want our, we don't want our heads moving around. Because if I had this camera moving around, it would be like, oh, stop, stop, stop. That's not what our eyes do when we're, when we're running. So we want to kind of try to keep them as focused as possible. And I think sometimes what, ha what happens is we might lose something, maybe even on, like on a play like this, when, we are, when we're running around like that. So one, time, one more time, here we go. You see it in real time as we pull him down. Our referee throws the flag, and I think then our umpire, and then I think our headlinesman does throw the flag there at the end. After he sees the referee's flag come in, he kind of I think he might throw throw his. The, it's the proverbial me too flag. Potentially, or maybe he had it. Maybe he was just taking his time. Nice thing about this one is that we do get the. Uh, I thought we had an end zone shot in this. No, we have a another horse collar play. That's that's why I want to I want to I want to I want you to remember that play, and I, I want to, I want to show you this horse collar play and I'm just because of time I'm just going to let this one run so this is going to be at the end I'm going to go wide on it just going to let it run we've already kind of gone through our keys enough today so let's just watch at the end of this play this is another horse cow a potential horse collar and you know miss there okay let's see what happens and here it is he grabs him and then kind of spins him around again and throws him out very similar to the to the last play kind of that grab on the you know, here we go, and you spin them around and throws them out. So high school rules do define what a horse collar is and is not. And I know we've talked about it here before, but I'm going to bring Bill in on this one because I know, you know safety is important, Bill. Bill, we talk safety a lot, and sometimes we would rather err on the side of safety, even if the rule says that i got to bring the guy straight back. I mean, I'm looking for a potential knee buckle. If I bring them straight back enough and then something else happens, is that enough for you? Well, again, I, I haven't worked high school ball and I, and I haven't really gotten into the high school uh, end of that rule uh, on it. I would tell you I would want that called uh, in an IFAF international game. I'd want that called in the college game. Uh, both of those have endangered that runner. And, and it's, a, it's a desperation move that's by the defender. So I would support a, a horse collar tackle in either one. And then if you want to tell me I'm wrong because the high school rule, then I'll, I'll say, okay, you know, but I, well, I'm still going to walk it off. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I think it's important because what's the intent of the rule? You know, what, what, is the, what is the rule there? It's to protect the safety of the player. So I know, I know that Robert is, has got some, some comments on this, I'm sure coming in from the tech. So, Robert, I'll start with you. Either personally, you can go with us, or or uh, well, let me get. It would be nice if I got Robert up. How about that? We'll bring we'll bring up Robert. For some reason, Robert's not coming up. But there's Robert. Right Robert. There's Robert. Robert. Um, 
What do you got, Robert, uh, on this one? Or I should say, what are you hearing out there on this? Wow, we're mixed, man. I, wow. I mean, we are just totally mixed. We have horse collar on the first one, not on the second by some viewers. Then we have no horse collar on the first, but horse collar on the second. And then we have some no horse collar either way. And then some are horse collar both play situations. Tim, we're across the board. So... So that's the summation. Okay. I mean, that's the summation, you know, fine. Tell us why. And I'm saying, I mean, if you're to tell us why you think it is or it isn't just horse collar, not a horse collar. I'd like yeah. to hear some of your comments on this. Maybe I should have had this as a play of the week. All right. Let me, yeah, uh, you, let, me let me go back. You know, I like to, I like to comment on it. Just, yeah. you know, I, and I like, I like Bill's explanation because I actually agree with his as a clinician in high school, there, there are uh, elements to calling horse collar. You know, we can now use the nameplate. It is one tackler unassisted. Uh, you know, th those are some of the parameters that we, that we have that uh, help define if in fact it is horse collar. So here we have a situation, is, is it back or to the side? And, uh, and that's where you make your judgment. But I can say this universally across all viewers and any official that officiates high school football, Air on safety. This this is a safety situation, and, uh, and and you can make great judgment and earn your paycheck and feel good about yourself knowing that. So in in both cases, personally, I have a, I have a foul for personal foul, horse collar tackle, and I would need a crewmate to pull me off it. Uh, but that's what I'm calling. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the play and the first play, and we'll we'll kind of walk it walk it through step by step. So. Here it is. It's up at the top. It's just, I'm going to pull the banner down again, just so we get a clear view of it. So here you go. I mean, you know, real time, what is it saying? Real time is like right there, knee, knee buckle. But does he turn? Does he spin out of it? Does he really take him down by the horse collar? Okay. That one I can, I could see where if you, you're on the, if you're saying, no, this isn't a horse collar by definition, but does it stop him? Does it stop that? You know, I think, you know, I could see it, Either way, not to be on the fence, but I can support it. If you call this, I could be like, oh, yeah, you saw the knee buckle. He pulls him down, and he was going down to the ground before he spun, and that's why I called it. As long as you saw it and you know how the, what the rule is and you're able to explain what elevated this to, to, in your mind to a horse collar tackle, that's why I wanted to get some explanation from some of the, some of the folks out there. I know it's a little bit difficult uh, under these, you know, doing attacks, but... but that's why I wanted some, some explanation because I want to hear exactly how you walk through this. Because if, you, if I come to you and say, why is this a horse car? Just kind of like I did with Bill, just kind of like what I did with Robert. Why is this a horse car or why is it not a horse collar? If you've got a valid reason for why it isn't or why it is, and you can be supported, then fine. That's what you got. You know, going back, going to the next play, same thing. You know, we'll jump to the end of it here because that's where it all happened. I'll go wide on it. And, you know, so here you go. So at the end of the play, I think this is more of a horse collar than that first one because this is, look, he's back. Now he's going, he's pulling him down from the back right there. He's still, even though he is turned, he is pulling him down backwards, okay? That is, that is a horse collar because he has, he has taken him to the ground backwards. I don't care if he's facing the opposite direction. How is he going down? He is going down 
He's being pulled down by the name plate or the, or the collar backwards. This one, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind on this play that this one is definitely a horse collar. The first one I can kind of go with you if you said, uh, this one I would be hard-fetched to find a reason why it is not. So, Robert, going back to you, I know that um, what, as some people have, have they expanded on exactly what, they, what they've said. Yeah, they're, they're, since, since we've spoken, uh, they're aligning with us on airing on player safety. But as some viewers have asked us, you know, from a, an assigner's perspective, would we support the foul being called? And, and, I, and specifically for Tim, you and I, I would say 100% yes. We would support uh, the personal foul horse collar foul being called without question because we are going to err on player safety. Now, as an official, when I take the field as a back judge, I have a very brief conversation with both head coaches. I always introduce myself, and I always explain what position I'll be working the game. And I say these words to each coach uh, individually so they don't overhear my conversation with each one. But personally, I say to each one, I'm going to work very hard for you tonight, and I'm going to work hard to get those cheap shots and, and uh, air on player safety. And they know that from me. So when I make a call like this, and they, if they do question it, I can reinforce in an explanation, like I had said in the pregame with the coach, that this is what you could expect from me. And, and, and before the game, they were like on my side 100%. I haven't had a situation too often when coaches – are arguing with me when it comes to player safety fouls being called. They understand that. So th that's it in a nutshell, Tim. No, and I think that's great. I mean, that's a great way to end this. I think that's perfect. You know, player safety is player safety. If you, as an assigner, player safety, I can support player safety. If you called in, in, in the first play, if you called that, I'd be like, it's player safety. I, I would say that we are on the side of player safety. And if there's, if there's a doubt, we're going player safety. So uh, I want to I want to thank everybody who uh, watched and who took a night uh, a summer night to join us. You know, there's fireworks going on at Navy Pier in the Chicago area. I'm sure there's other things going on around that you could do, and yet you took you took some time to join us tonight. So I really really appreciate that. And so I'm gonna say thank you to uh, our our you know our our panel because we always we always enjoy having them. So. Well, I wouldn't be able to do this without him. So, uh, Bill Lamagne, Bill, thank you uh, for being here and taking some time and joining us. Oh, it was a fun night. And, uh, you know, on, on those horse collar tackles, if I've already buckled the knee, it's going to be real easy to turn you left or right. So your body's going to naturally uh, be, be subject to a turn. So the damage is already done. Um, you know, if you're going to get the benefit of the doubt on the on – turning him sideways and pulling him down to the side, then, I, then he's still got control of his legs. And, and that player in the first one had no control of his legs. No, that's definitely, uh, definitely a good way to look at it, the, the control of the legs. I, I think that's, that's a good way, like kind of a good line to use as in to whether to determine or not we're, we're going to go that way. So thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. And Robert Yabara, I want to thank you for joining us as well. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Tim. And, and to kind of bring a little more last comments to this, uh, these play situations, you know, it's, it's wonderful as an official when being asked a question on, on whether or not it was a foul or uh, on player safety and such. 
to give the to give the final argument I aired on player safety, you can always sleep at night with that because you truly are. You truly are airing on player safety. When you pass on a situation and you don't throw your flag and then you're being questioned, why didn't you? That's a harder argument to have because now you're thinking, man, did I just freeze up or did I not look and where I should be looking? So Tim, all I can say here come on June 30th, 2021, um, I feel better about the upcoming fall season after these plays. So thank you for, uh, for eleva elevating my game tonight. Do my best. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for your insight. And thank you to the viewers. Really appreciate the viewers. Our next meeting will be live meeting will be July 12th. Don't forget, help me out. Go to that YouTube page, share it with your friends. Tell, just give me a thumbs up. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. Just get on there and give the thumbs up. We need to hit 50. I really want to hit 50 on this one. We're going to probably have another, I'm probably going to have another one coming out next week. So you want to pay attention to that. So it's like I said, we're promoting the positivity of officiating. So please help us out. Go like that uh, video on YouTube. So I appreciate everybody who watched. Everybody who was here uh, for, for Bill and for, for Robert. I'm Tim Keefe from MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you in two weeks. Uh, actually, Monday for the IHSA conference. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.